0: hello and welcome back to In The Art Scene Podcast and today we're having a special guest. Her name is Diana Adams and I will give her a chance to introduce herself properly. Diana is an amazing potter and we are recording on February 2nd, which is kind of significant because uh, yesterday was not only her own birthday, it was also a birthday of her business, The Sample House. And uh, we are at the beginning of Black History Month, which is also a, a very significant part of Diana's story. I hope we're going to touch on that. All right. Well, can you say hi to our listeners and introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah. Hi. And, and thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Um, my name is Diana Adams, uh, the owner of Sample House. I, what do we do? We do so much stuff now. Um, So Sample House is pretty much a place where you can get um, mainly focusing on like home decor, uh, mostly pottery. I am a potter, uh, but it didn't all start there. I have a crazy story of how it got to this point. But the beginning stages of Sample House started with, uh, with upcycling and recycling fabric samples from the interior design industry. Um, which is where the name kind of comes from, sample house. I was always like collecting these fabric samples, um, fabrics. We use uh, fabric samples in the interior design world when they're like trying to scheme out um, their 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 space. Like if you're gonna reupholster, you know, your chair or your sofa curtains, you have all of these little fabric samples that you use. So when something goes out of stock or discontinued. Or whatnot a lot of times they end up cleaning out those bins of fabric and throwing it it in the trash and you know if you can imagine one firm doing it so all the firms are doing it all the showrooms so there's tons and tons of fabric waste in the trash so that was my initial movement with Sample House.
0: I I, I got to stop you here and ask you yeah. questions because I kind of know what you're talking about because I have listened to you on other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm a little bit familiar with the story, but uh, to bring our listeners up to date, what the heck do fabric samples have to do with the pottery? Can you can you start a little bit from the
1: beginning? I know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy because it, yeah, it started one way and then it kind of I flipped. I flipped the script, so um, so I don't know. Do you want to? you want me to start? It's it's a process, like with everything. Everything has a, a story, a background yeah, story. Yeah, and that
0: that's what we're here for. Uh, start from wherever you are comfortable with. I know that you went to art school, uh, and you were yeah. not intended to be a potter. So yeah, the whole journey and the whole pivot pivot into the uh, pottery and what you have been doing before you you uh, started the sample house. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. share it with us
1: yeah okay so yeah it all started um back in my undergrad year so I'll take you back to 2000 like five um so I majored in well yeah I majored in art studio um so I always knew as a child that I wanted to be an artist like I was always drawing and sketching stuff and you know showing my mom like look what I made look what I made she's like okay that's good like that's good but you know, when college, when high school came around, like okay, like what are you really going to do, like to make money? You know, so a proper job. I in, in, right. in yeah, yeah, right. So I was always weird. like, okay, like I have this talent, but I can't use it, so I have to pick this major. So I, I, I ended up starting off in biology. To believe it or not, that's interesting. I like animals. I know, very, very weird, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm like, okay, like I like animals. What about biology? I don't know. Anyway, so um I took like two years of that and I think once like biochem hit and I was like okay no this isn't for me um but I just remember when I was in school I was always walking through the art department you know to my car and just smelling like turpentine and sawdust and seeing people throwing on the clay or or, you know messing with with clay and I'm like oh my god like this is like this is what I really want to do so I did a switch I switched to art studio didn't care what anybody else thought and um and pottery was uh, an, an elective, so I didn't even think about doing pottery. I thought I was going to be a painter. Um, so pottery is just an, an elective just to get some units, and I ended up falling in love with it. So, um,
0: What did your mom say?
1: My mom, she was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, okay, you're an adult. I can't tell you, like, what to do, but... Yeah, I don't even remember what she said because it didn't it didn't matter to me at some point <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she said um but I I still didn't know what I was gonna do I just knew I had to switch majors that's all I knew um but yeah so I switched majors did the whole pottery thing and then once I graduated I was like oh shit like I need to make money like so I got into retail like I did I was doing retail for like 12 years so and you graduated a, as a painter yeah, I graduated with my art degree, so that's my my undergrad. Um, and I did absolutely nothing with it. I went straight into retail, um, and I, I I made sure that I stayed with like creative type um retail jobs. So like Crate and Barrel, like because I knew like I like design mm-hmm. and um like interior design. So I was at Crate and Barrel. I worked for Apple. You know they're creative. Did some visual merchandising there, and. I think once I hit 30, I had like a, like a, not a mental breakdown, but what's, what's it called when you like reach a certain age?
0: A crisis.
1: Yes. Midlife. It was (laughs) midlife, but it was an early midlife crisis. (laughs) A third life crisis. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm in retail. Like I like, I'm not like, I like it, but I'm not like loving it. Like this isn't my passion. So I went back to school um, and I was like, okay, let's give interior design a whirl, you know, because there's people who have careers as interior designers. Like it's, you know, a a path that you can take that's creative. So I went back to school. I took my whole major um, in interior design and architecture. And after graduating with that, you know, and getting into like new jobs and taking pay cuts, you know, interning and doing all the things. you know, I still I still didn't feel it wasn't connecting to me yet, you know, as much as, like, pottery and painting and actually, like, doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, interior design is, is, like, 10% creativity and the rest of it's, like, paperwork and filing and managing yeah. expectations and you know it's yeah all that. normally
0: there's there's one person who is doing a creative work and everyone else is kind of assisting with, yeah with the yeah. administrative
1: minutiae and you know right. pur- purchasing stuff and yeah right that's what yeah. it is running around crazy running around. So i'm like okay this isn't it either but i will say while i was there like i was in a nice position where i was um around all of the i was in the fabric library that's what they call the place where they, you know, source all of like the stones that they're going to use. So there's like bins of like all these stones and, um, you know, tiles, what, t- what color tile you're going to use for your backsplash and mm-hmm. all these fabrics, what kind of fabric. So the, the, the designers will come to this room and like, you know, pick through and scheme out their rooms. And so I was in a position where I was organizing and fixing that and keeping it neat and then meeting all the vendors who will come, who like own the fabric. You know, I would meet them and they'll talk about their new color scheme they have for the next season and, you know, try and clean out our bins, take out all the old stuff, put in the new stuff. Um, so when I would see them take out the old stuff, I'm like, what are you going to do with all that old stuff? Like, can I have it? Like, I can, like sew it together, like make pillows. I can, you know, chop it up and do all these things. And so I just started collecting stuff, not really knowing what I was going to do with it. But another cool thing that I learned there was that um, since it was a high-end residential space um he would um the main designer he would work with like um like artists artists who would um make handmade furniture like all the furniture was like handmade the wallpaper was hand painted uh, or they would come to the house and do a mural hand painted mural Mm -hmm. on the wall for the wall covering and hand woven textiles you know so I was meeting the vendors for these companies and I was like you're not like a vendor, like you're an artist. It's like, how many people are in the company? And like, and I was like, really like, I started to get to know the people. They're like, oh, it's just me and my husband. And we hire, we contract some people to come work with us. I'm like, what? It's just you and your husband. I'm like, you guys are artists. Like, this is how you're doing it. So I just kind of changed my mindset and just kind of seeing like what the artist was doing to make a living out of, you know, their mm-hmm. art, out of their craft. You know they'll have a business name, a website, a line sheet of like all the products that they offer, and you know, like this is what we offer. this is what we do. Here's some samples. Hire us. You know, so I just took that same concept. It was just like, okay, like I'm gonna have a business name. I'm gonna make a website. I'm gonna have some products to offer. And um, my whole thing, I started off with you know, collaging. I was taking like, taking all of this fabric and chopping it up and making wall art with it that's where I started um but to bring pottery back into it I was just it was just out of a, a whim I was cleaning the garage with my mom and I ran into all of my old pottery work from in college and i was just like oh yeah like I love pottery like I forgot about that and, like I, I know how to do like this thing like why like how can I incorporate pottery with this fabric journey that I was doing And I was like, well, I can adhere the fabric on there or I can make holes and I can tie, tie loops, tie the fabric on. And um, so I I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a list of products that I can do with, you know, tying on the fabric or adhering the fabric somehow. Um, And then I had a friend who was like, oh, like you do pottery, that's cool. Can you make me a planter? and I was like no I don't do planters this is my list of things I do <laughs> I'm niching and, down girl <laughs> yeah I'm like this is what I do I'm sample house I do fabric stuff only but I, I since it was my friend I just made it for her uh-huh. and I took a picture of it and I posted it on on Instagram and everybody went crazy like oh my god you make planters because this was around the time when everyone was locked in the house and buying plants and decorating their homes. so the planters just I I went and the through this phase. Just kind of you know got left behind. So that's like the whole transition, um, and that's why a lot of people they don't see too much fabric. They're like, they'll repost and share. They're like, oh Diana, she weaves, she puts fabric in her pots, and it's like my planters, and there's no fabric in there. I'm like, no, like there's no fabric in there. Like you'll see it. So like I'm you know still working with that concept. Do you
0: I'm sorry, do you have any photos of of the pottery that you've done with the weaved fabric or, or like a fabric? Do you still have yeah, those? There's
1: some, yeah. There's still there's yeah, I have I have the pictures. And then recently I started doing more fabric stuff with um already pre-made um pots like terracotta. So that's more recent, like a couple of weeks ago, you'll see that on my Instagram. Um, and yeah, I did like a IG live with another artist and we were just crafting on like live. And I was like showing how I like cut up all the fabric and we were like adhering it to the pots and so that was I really missed so that yeah, one so unfortunately. So that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I missed yeah. that one, unfortunately, but I would really love to have some pictures uh, to, to put on a blog post because I post the blog post uh, mm-hmm. adjacent to to every podcast episode. And I would really love to showcase where you started, where where the whole idea of the Simple House started mm-hmm. with the pottery and fabrics. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But now, now at this point, like I still want to do more with fabric because there is still an issue with textiles. You know building up and it being uh, an issue with um you know just with the world like just all of this waste building up so yeah. I still want to help out in that aspect but right now the pottery just straight pottery is what's selling right now and that's what's going to help me fund this bigger idea that I have to um to collect all of this pottery uh, I mean all of this fabric and organize it and possibly like resell it to other artists that they can do stuff with and not just me you know so
0: do you do you have <laughs> you, can you share that big idea uh, or it's just forming right now do you know yeah the big
1: idea to? the big idea was to have like like a large warehouse where i can um store all of the fabric cuz that's my issue right now like i'm literally running out of space cuz there's just so much fabric um but i want to do you have you heard of got junk the yes yeah, so got, I, I had vision of me having these like trucks, not like garbage trucks, but like these trucks that'll go out to all of these um, like workrooms where the people upholster stuff and get all of their scraps and go to showrooms where they're getting rid of their samples and collect and pretty much just make, give different firms bins, you know, to just throw your stuff in here. We'll come pick up every week or something like that. You know, just create this whole system, of just collecting all the stuff. And I have a place where I'm organizing it and creating little kits to possibly like resell or donate to different um, um, organizations who are like working with homeless because there's a lot mm-hmm. of nonprofits that are like making blankets and stuff for like homeless or something for kids, you know, just something. But there needs to be some a system where they're going out and collecting all of this stuff because they don't have time the people it, like it's not their fault like they don't have time to stop and deal with all of the waste like because they yeah. have to make they have to make the product and move on to the next thing you know so i can't it needs to be like a middleman just going there and collecting all this stuff this is- that's 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 my main the main idea
0: this is very interesting. This, uh, uh, the, the whole thing, uh, the whole time you were talking about your story, I was thinking, and I pretty much uh, say the same thing in every episode with every artist that I'm talking to. This is how interesting is that, uh, how the universe is kicking your ass, right? Mm-hmm. Because how many artists are trying to get a, a proper job and if they don't really want to get... Uh, get rid of the idea of working in some kind of creative field, they become architects or designers or graphic designers or something like that, or trying Mm -hmm. to come to some kind of a business that has something to do with with creativity, like the home decor retail or, you know, something. And then there is this nudging voice that like, this is not where you need to be. This is not Mm -hmm. where you need to be. Get everything you can out of this experience and move mm-hmm. on to your path because your path is not here. So, and mm-hmm. uh, what is also interesting to me is that you kind of you launched on on your path with the pottery. This is this is what you love to do. This is obviously growing fast it's kind of you know showing you from all the corners like diana this is where you need to be this is your business this is your Mm -hmm. this is your creative outlet and people respond to it and yet there is something about those fabric samples that is still hovering over your head and i am really curious to see how it's going to unveil and and what you're going to do with it because i'm i'm thinking and i'm just thinking and uh listeners can uh take me up on this uh later on when you actually figure out that part of your business. Uh I think it's not just going to be a middleman collecting scraps. You probably gonna <clears throat> figure out something really creative and unique with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind to of like it's 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 huge because I want it to be like I see it being like global. You know, it's it's a movement. Um that I'm trying to create because it just it just needs to be done. Not because I'm trying to be different you know try to stand out it's just something that just needs to be done and dealt with
0: no i'm totally so. with you on that this is a this is a huge uh huge deal the waste uh of uh, yeah the the fabric industries and everything and the whole fast fashion thing which mm-hmm. uh i i think is really uh <sighs> i'm trying to find the proper word for that i'm
1: sorry (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay no this is
0: this is great that you are uh uh, not only um connecting with your personal creative calling you're also thinking about your impact on the world and uh like the bigger good that you are doing to make this world better than when you came here
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's it's Big, it's 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 definitely bigger than me. Like I don't really have all of the words yet, but you know, there's still this force that's like telling me to do this thing, like even though I'm like, I have no idea how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> like here's the idea. Here's the thought. But okay, like let's, yeah, it's for sure gonna be um like a team of people is definitely needed. i I can't do this by myself for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. and I actually can see how people would gather and and volunteer for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the story. This is why Sample House is called Sample House because you started uh, by collecting the fabric samples from the vendors, the mm-hmm. artisans who were working with designers. Uh, this is how you got into the pottery, which is you, you know you started doing pottery and people started responding to it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long ago was that when you actually registered your business, and and how did things go from there?
1: So I registered my business in twenty nineteen, right um, before pandemic. Yeah, yeah, the a year yeah. before a the year. pandemic. So, yeah. so this was just already something I was just planning on doing, regardless. Um, so I was, you know, just doing all, just going through the whole motions. I, I opened up an Etsy shop I was on Etsy and I was um I got introduced to you know those those art markets that you would go to and like shop from like local artists Mm -hmm. um like a market not like not like a, a flea market but an artist market um I went to one of those near my house Venice Beach and um I was just kind of Observing, I would always, whenever I would go to like these markets, I would always think that they're like these bigger companies and they're not like normal people. I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense, but I would always think that they're like bigger, something bigger than me. Like, like, no way I can just like set up a table and just say, I'm going to sell my stuff. And so when I started talking to these people and just seeing how normal, like, these are like normal people, like me, like you and me just setting up shop and just selling stuff and I'm just like like okay like this is like this is it like how come like no one tells you this in school like this is stuff that you can do for yourself so I started signing up for all these different markets um and then I think like with with everyone if you have a lot of potters on your or potter listeners on your show like they you'll get to a point where you're um you're working at uh, a public studio Mm -hmm you're using their, their equipment to make your stuff and Mm -hmm. you're on their firing schedule, like for the kiln. So they're going to just fire the stuff whenever it's full, you know, you can't make them fire anything quicker than what they can. So if you're, if you have a a date, like, okay, I want to do this market next month, I'm going to need to make, you know, at least 50 things or something. And I need to have it done by this date so I can go and usually at studios, they're just like, "Well, we can't make that date. Like, it's just going to be done whenever it's done." And so, so that's so you're when, not
0: you're not fully in control of the, of the schedule. Yeah,
1: you're not you're not in control. So that's that's the the next move is like, okay, I need to get a kiln so I can be in control of my things and when I need it to be ready. So that that was just the whole catalytic movement for me, like doing the markets, seeing that I needed to control my products oh. um, and when it was going to be done. I got a studio space here in Hawthorne. Um, my studio space is, uh, is called Hawthorne Art Complex. So I'm in a huge warehouse with other artists and we kind of like sub-lease uh, a section within it. Um, so my kiln is here on site. And um, yeah, I decided making a bunch of stuff and signing up for all of these markets and showing up. And then um, pandemic hit and then everything got shut down. I'm just like- No art fairs anymore. Oh nope. no, yep. yeah, no yep. more art fairs everything's online I'm like okay I still have my Etsy let's put stuff on um on Etsy and then um you know the the sad thing about what happened like with George Floyd and the whole Black Lives Matter movement um definitely like an eye-opener for the world which you know I'm 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 It's so hard to put into words.
0: I know. This is a very difficult topic because, like, uh, it it shouldn't have happened to open the world to anything.
1: Right. Right. Because this stuff happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like, Black men, Black women are are killed all the time. Um, Every day, maybe. And just because it wasn't televised doesn't mean it wasn't unjust. Um, So, but like the I guess the silver lining or I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But um for people to actually have a response and a movement to it to feel that they need to be more active in talking about more black owned business and sharing more black owned businesses because we're so shadowed, like overshadowed, you know. Um like we're out here, like we've been out here. You we just we're just not seen like we're not a part of the algorithm. We don't show up. Um, the news doesn't talk about a lot of Black owned businesses. So people just don't think it exists. Um, but, like with that whole movement, a lot of people were just sharing a lot about Black owned businesses, which is great. You know, I, I love that. That's the positive that came mm-hmm. out of it um, and all of the change. But, um, not, not but, but with that, that's how my business got highlighted um who shared me who was it it was east fork east fork is like a pretty well known mm-hmm. um like mass-produced pottery business and they shared me they're like well we don't make planters but we know someone who does i don't even know how they found me they probably found me on etsy they're probably just like searching for like black owned businesses um at that point but they shared me and like all of a sudden i started getting all these messages on my phone like Sell, 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 sell! Like everyone's like buying all the stuff on my Etsy shop. Wow! All these followers started showing up on my Instagram, and I'm just like, "What is going on?" And so that's that's pretty much what happened. The big boom was in like March, um, and that's where everything kind of took off. And I've just been making planters and everything since then. (laughs) (laughs) But um, (laughs) but yeah, but yeah, that's it. That's that's what happened. Oh, well, this is a, definitely
0: a, a bittersweet story <clears throat> kind of thing. Let's take a short coffee break. Are you enjoying this episode? If you do, would you buy me a coffee? I would really appreciate it. The link is in the show notes and on our website, intheartscene.com. Thank you for your support. If you don't mind me asking, so... You are uh, uh, representing a, a very interesting a uh, category. You are a woman artist, and you're black. So those are three like check boxes that you know people are normally dismissed. Like artist is not mm-hmm. the real job. Uh, Being Mm -hmm. a woman in the man's society or male dominated society is pretty hard. Even if Mm -hmm. you're like, you know, running your business successfully, you're still facing some challenges that men probably wouldn't in in the normal day. And Mm -hmm. and being a black woman is like kind of, you know, squares it out. So and uh, being
1: a black woman potter, there's not a lot of black potters out there as well. So...
0: uh, what what does it mean for you, <laughs> for your art, for you personally, and for your business on a day to day basis?
1: I mean, it means a lot to me. It 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 keeps me going for sure because it needs to be more more of us out there showing other young black women and males that they can do it. Um, it is possible, and here are the steps to do it. And like and let me let me show you how I did it. So I do a lot of like I share a lot on my Instagram. I share a lot of other artists. Um there's a I made a compilation a compilation uh video with other black female potters. Mm-hmm. Um so and that that also went viral and um I I just make it my business to just keep sharing and helping other artists out there. So at this point like there's no turning back. Like I have to keep going. Like even if I'm tired, like I'm exhausted. Like what keeps me going is just knowing that there's people out there who are like looking for me, like looking forward to like seeing me and seeing what new products I'm gonna come out with. And um yeah, just this is just this is this is just the beginning. Like in my head, I just keep telling myself like this is just the beginning. There's so much more that needs to be done. It needs to be seen.
0: Um, This is absolutely uh, amazing that you are not only modeling this, but also take it up on yourself to uh, support others who are, you know, following your steps in this journey. And I assume you're still facing some uh, challenges every day, not only being exhausted and doing everything yourself, running a successful business, but, uh, I don't know there must be challenges i mean i i face misogyny quite quite often and sometimes I, I don't even like realize that that was it and I, like few days later i i like roll roll back into the situation like oh this is why he said that you know uh mm-hmm. so yeah sometimes it's just it's just tough
1: yeah i get like certain comments of like Oh, not in these exact words, but the whole underlying meaning of the comment was like, "Oh, you're only popular because of the Black Lives Matter movement type of thing." But so it's not fair. um Yeah, it it really isn't. But if I keep having to like tell myself, like like I am talented, like I'm here because of my talent and like in what I what I offer and what what I bring to the table. Um, and if I didn't start my business before then, like I I wouldn't be here, you know? So I had to start the whole thing. is like just starting, like just start. Um, it's what I like to keep reminding myself, like, okay, at least I started to do something. And I stood up for myself. Um, and I had hesitations of, cause I had a full-time job. I, I recently quit my job last, last April. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this full-time now. But when I was balancing out full-time in this job, um like during 2020 i kept thinking like can i quit my job and go into this full time okay let me let's wait until 2021 to see if people are still here like is this just uh, a trend like are black people just trending right now like are are they still going to you know be here to stay and so next year like 2021 comes along okay they're still here Okay, February. Okay, they're still here. Okay, it's, it's just Black History Month. Okay, March. Are they still going to be here? <laughs> like, <laughs> so just like keep like hesitant, keep doubting myself, doubting myself. Like, I'm like, okay, April. Okay, okay, they're still here. Okay, let's let's quit our job. Let's do it. They're still here. Like, it's not it's not just because of I'm black or um you know the whole movement. It's because they they're here because they actually like my craft. Like, I actually make things that they love or i bring them joy or whatever so i'm like okay like i've proven to myself like this is what it is so let's just keep going
0: no i can tell that sample house is here to stay it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. you started popping up in my instagram feed i think about a year ago and i was like what i just love that <laughs> and i started following you and i i uh i so I, I started the podcast back in, in January 2021, and I was so like little, the, the beginning, and I was so intimidated. I was like, well, Diana is so well famous, and she's probably not going to talk to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy to me, like to hear people like say that. And I'm just like, I'm just a little black girl from from Hawthorne, like I'm no one special, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy to believe that the impact that you can have on on people just by what you do and what you what you bring. So that's what keeps me going. I love that.
0: That's great. That's <laughs> great. So when I started seeing you uh, on my Instagram feed, I uh, I was uh, amazed not only by the the work you were doing, which is absolutely stunning, but also by the confidence. Like I am still intimidated by you know turning on my camera and doing freaking reels you are mm-hmm. so confident you are like going uh like full force sitting in front of your uh, wheel and then, you know it, it brings me back to the to the ghost movie remember yeah when, when she was doing this whole thing kind of dancing mm-hmm. at her pottery wheel so uh can you talk a little bit about that because i know that you know this is also something interesting for other artists because i know uh, artists who are struggling with with that whole public exposure uh like marketing themselves etc etc it seems to be coming so naturally to you
1: i'm i'm glad that you mentioned that because believe it or not i am introverted and a lot of people don't believe me i i'm so like shy and it was when i first did the whole like flipping the camera and talking to the screen like I still have that recording. I still have that recording. And I think I shared it on one of my reels just to like show like all of my struggles. But I was like, hi, Instagram fan. This is and I just like stopped and just like sad. <laughs> <that. laughs> but like the more like it's with everything. The more you do it, the more you do it and show up, the easier it'll get. Um, and I know that like people are just like, whatever. But it's it's true. Like you just have to Show up, and the whole thing like with Instagram and the whole switch like ever since 2020, I've noticed I'm just on my phone more, and that's the whole movement of Instagram now. Like they just want people now that people are like locked up in their homes, they've noticed that when people were on Instagram, they were sharing more, talking to each other more, buying more stuff, so they want people to stay on, on the platform, so and to be social. So it's called social media to be social. Mm So you can't just Post pictures and expect um, to grow a following,
0: yeah, based it,
1: on pictures. You have to show yourself. You have to. You got to communicate. Be social, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. So you have to. People, I've noticed that people buy from people. They don't buy from now nowadays. People don't buy from like just big brand stores or just by products. They want to know the people behind it if it's a small business, especially. So you have to you have to show up, and I noticed that when once I realized that, like last not last year in twenty twenty, once I saw all the swarm of people coming and like looking at me now, and I'm just like oh like now they're now they're here. I have to entertain them now. <laughs> no, I need to I need to do something to keep them here. Um, and so like you know sometimes like when I'm throwing I'm like okay let's just point the camera let's just record. And I remember like one day it was like late at night and I was like too shy to like show my face. It was just like my hands and the clay, hands and clay. And I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just do one and just show the face. And like, but I gotta be doing something like, let's, like, I'm always like jamming out to music and like, if people just saw me like without the camera, I'm just, I'm singing and I'm like, I'm doing all of these things without the camera on. I'm like, I think people need to see this because like, this is what I do Like when the camera isn't on. So let's just record ourselves doing it. And so I messed up a lot of times. I'm always like, you don't see all the mess ups, You know, okay, that's, I look stupid. I'm looking retarded, you know. We Restart, restart, restart. And then I ran out of clay. I only had one ball of clay left. And I'm like, okay, we gotta do, we gotta hit it from the beginning to end. And cause this is the last clay you have and you have to go to sleep because you have to go to work in the morning. And so I just got into like this diva mode. I don't know what came over me, but I was just like, we're just gonna be confident, we're just gonna do it. And this is it. And so I hit record, boop, did it like straight from beginning to end, didn't mess up. And I was like, oh, that wasn't bad. So like now I just have the whole mindset whenever I record myself to do the videos. It's like, this is it. One shot, you don't have time to keep hitting stop and redoing, you just gotta keep going. So that's that's how I keep doing it. And then once the video stops, I go home and curl up into a little ball because i'm exhausted <laughs> I'm like, i've done too much smiling too much on camera I'm like okay now it's time to curl up in a ball and, and be introverted again <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's, it's practically the same thing as doing art like you cannot give up if something like you were trying a new medium and it doesn't go well from the first time and you just you just need to keep at it yeah yeah. All yeah. right. Well, everybody who is listening, who is struggling with it, this is uh, uh, this is a tip from Diana <laughs> and I am behind it full force. I'm I'm going to do that. Uh, I mean, I'm not uh, still
1: not that confident. But
0: <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to push myself it. forward. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just do it. Just hit record and just record something. Something's good going to come out of it. You just keep scrolling through and be like, oh, that's a good one. Cut it. Post it.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, most of the times we are ourselves worst uh, judges. Like mm-hmm. people are not judging us as bad as we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. And you it have does. to
1: remember, like some people like seeing the awkwardness and the mess ups because they see themselves in yeah, you, and that and exactly. that also helps too. Exactly. So you don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm not trying to show like perfect things. Like I show my bloopers too. So.
0: Oh, trust yeah. me. It all looks perfect.
1: <laughs> when, when I look at awesome. it, it all looks perfect. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show more bloopers. I have okay. tons,
0: <laughs> of tons of them. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll make a collection of your bloopers and put it in the yes. blog post <laughs> for everyone yes. to see. Yes, I'll, I will
1: have some. <laughs> I have some clips for sure. Okay, <laughs> cool. Got
0: it. <laughs> all right. So I want to I get back a little bit uh, to your first comment when you said that uh, Potter is not the only thing you're doing now. You're doing many different things. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that and and what are the things you're doing and also how people can find you, except for Instagram? I know that you are now in multiple places where people can buy your work.
1: Yeah. So right now I've been um, my whole like New Year's resolution is to get out more and be more um, to deal more with my community. Because right now, since I'm on social, since all the markets pretty much closed down. I haven't been doing any more markets. So I don't know anyone like locally. I feel like I don't have a good local presence. Um, all of my customers are on the East Coast. So I'm trying to do, I'm trying to show up more locally, like doing workshops at different studios. Um, I want to offer classes. So I to start teaching some people. I've been getting a lot of messages like, oh, do you teach? Do you teach? So I'm trying to like clean up my studio so I could, Get a couple more wheels in here, so I can offer classes. That that um, was actually
0: one of my questions for the future. If, yeah. if you're doing classes, I'm gonna drive from San Diego, take a Yee! class. Yes, Yee! I always wanted to try pottery, and I was like, yeah, yes. where where can I do it? There was a community <coughs> college uh, nearby that was doing it, but they're closed right now as well. Their uh, their uh, art studio and their pottery studio is completely shut down. So yeah, mm-hmm. once you start doing it, I'll, I'll come from San Diego. Yeah,
1: see, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like everyone wants to like connect in real life. So I'm like, okay, I need to like set set that up so it's possible. Um another thing I'm doing, have you heard of um no Nope. It for national, ceramic, educational, whatever. They're all the letters stand for something it's, it's a ceramic, <laughs> it's a ceramic conference. And okay. it happens every year. Um, they move it around to different states and pretty much it's a place where every all like all the potters come together and all of the vendors that we use like the, all the equipment or ceramic wheel all the paints and glazes the all the people they come and they're like you know they're showing their new products giving demos teaching um, and I've always wanted to go ever since like I started back into the business like in 2019 I always wanted to go just so I can just like network and meet other potters um, but in the back of my head I always knew like am I going to be the only black person there like I always thought like but it always like it always stopped me from going just knowing that I'm probably going to be alone because in this whole like pottery network like all, all the other black potters felt the same way too like it wasn't it wasn't just me um but ever since 2020 and we got exposed to one another like we didn't even know that we all existed so we all kind of like came together so a lot of the black of we all like know each other because we all communicate like off off instagram we have like our own little website that we kind of you know communicate on and you know i started asking them like are you going to go to InSeek? are you going to go to this conference and a lot of them they were like oh i don't know it's too expensive or it's too far so like the tickets to go are like 300 to 400 to go wow. it's a four-day event so if you're going to fly you got to pay for your flight you got to stay, um, pay for your hotel stay or you know, wherever you're gonna stay for four days or three days, however long you're gonna stay. So it can get very expensive. So what I'm doing is it is it, is it to money. visit,
0: is it to visit or is it to uh, uh, to have a table at the conference? Is
1: you can either, I mean, if you have a table, most likely you probably got your ticket comped. Uh-huh. So if you're gonna be like in the event, most likely you, you have a free ticket, but you still have to pay for it
0: in maybe you can guys collaborate and go as a collective
1: yeah so that's that's what that's what I'm doing so I oh, started okay. I started like a whole uh like fundraiser so uh-huh. I bought um like an Airbnb that like holds like 12 people so that house is full and I've been raising money so there's um so if anyone wants to you know contribute to bringing more colored potters to Antica, I do have, um, uh, there's a PayPal account. Mm-hmm. If you want to help and in, in, in donate to that cause, uh, the PayPal account is at Cabo Clay. And Cabo is spelled K-A-A-B-O and then C-L-A-Y. And that's a PayPal account that you can just um, donate directly to. Mm-hmm. There's also t-shirts that um that was designed by another black potter named Delvin Good. He designed all these nice t-shirts. People can buy t-shirts and all the proceeds will go to that. And then also I'm getting a bunch of potters together to donate pots and we're gonna have like this huge pottery cell February 12th. That's a Saturday. Um, and that's all races, like all everyone's coming together and just like donating stuff. And so that cell is gonna okay. all the proceeds Wh- to that is gonna go.
0: When is the conference?
1: the conference is in March in March March 16th okay to like the 20th that's pretty much what I'm doing and just continuing to um to make my work um what else I'm at West Down as well so I have a a deal um so I do have some work there that I don't offer on on my website so if you want to get like some specific colors like gray and like blush I don't do I don't do a lot of like gray and and pink things on my site so yeah you can get that at west town uh, did they uh,
0: did they reach out to you or did you pitch them or how, how... they
1: reached out to me uh-huh. they reached out to me at the end of 2020 so like around november but since i was like crazy busy during that time i haven't been looking at my email and i didn't see it until like Uh-oh. march, march Uh-oh. Of 2021 i'm just like <laughs> Oh my god! Like (laughs) they're reaching out to me. So, lesson learned: check your email, guys. But yeah, I responded as soon as I saw the email, and they immediately responded back. They're like, "Oh my god, we thought you didn't want to work with us." I'm like, "I do want to work with (laughs) you." So, (laughs) so yeah, so we got we got that going up and running.
0: Cool. And is it uh, in West West Elm everywhere, or is it like a local? Uh, chain it's
1: online it's online it's it's online. like in a in a physical store so yeah it's on it's online
0: okay so So you just uh,
1: search for sample house and i should come up
0: uh we will also make sure that we put the link for it Mm -hmm. everyone so everyone knows all right Mm -hmm. well that that's that's a great story that's (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) everything from from not going to be a potter to missing an email from west (laughs)
1: oh <laughs> That's my yeah, yeah if it's meant to be it's meant to be <laughs> yeah and, and this is
0: like this is so interesting that that comes up in every single conversation i have on this podcast i mm-hmm. i just had an interview i was talking to an artist who like did not know they're going to be an artist until uh like in college they just didn't know what they're going to do they needed some extra credits and they signed up for an art class and Mm -hmm. absolutely felt like they're on a different planet because people were talking like it's a different language for Mm -hmm. someone who didn't even hold hold the pencil in in their hands right (laughs) ever uh like seeing being among the people who were talking about perspective and sketches and different mediums and different brands of paper and you know all all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff uh so scary and intimidating and then all of a sudden it's just naturally comes out as, you know, a love of their life. And mm-hmm. uh, to the point that, again, they're switching the major in the college and <laughs> going all the way through yeah. MFA. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing how things are turning in the way, like if you just trust the process, uh, mm-hmm. like you will get where you're supposed to be. Yeah yeah
1: it's so true it's so like cliche but it's so true yeah
0: it is true it, it proves itself in, in every single story and in like uh, yeah pretty much with every artist I have communicated it's it's kind of like that mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't happen overnight and sometimes it does seem to people like you know I, I found you on Instagram and, and you were already famous like oh okay Diana is not going to talk to me because she's all accomplished <laughs> already <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my startup podcast. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's, if you look at the journey, it started way 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 before and all the work that you have put in there and all the decisions you have made and all the experience that you have acquired it's all not for nothing and even sometimes when it feels like you're not doing what you were supposed to be doing, if you just trust the universe, you will pivot in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So I feel like yeah, exactly. I love it. Well said. Well Thank said. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All righty. We are at the top of the hour. I am so yes. grateful for you to be here. Happy birthday again to you and to Simple Thank House. Thank you. Thank you I, so was, much. I was rehearsing in my head. We were supposed to be recording yesterday on February 1st. And I was like, that would be such a cool thing to start the episode. Like, Happy birthday, yeah. Diana. But,
1: you know. I know. <laughs> I know it was it was crazy. It was a crazy day. I'm glad you Messages had a good day. Messages from everybody, and I had to. I wanted to like get some stuff shipped out, and then just enjoy the rest of the day. So yeah, but we did it today! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome thank you so much for your time and yeah,
1: it's no problem thank you and thank you
0: so much for sharing your story it's amazing and thank you again for being a model and a supporter for everyone who is following your steps who is a beginner artist who is uh doubting themselves uh who are especially in the black community uh, uh this is something that you know has has had to be done sorry English is my second language so I'm not sure if that's the right way to say
1: that oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, without
0: without, without any tragedies that had happened in the past mm-hmm. few years or at least those tragedies that, that had a public exposure it mm-hmm. just shouldn't have but since we have that momentum going mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you are there and you are keeping that momentum and helping mm-hmm. other people that's amazing thank you
1: Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. And you have the great rest of your day. And I will see you again in the art scene.
1: I shall. Thank you.